Hi there. Welcome back to another episode of Social Media Manager Confidential. If this is your first episode, a special welcome and shout out to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if it's not your first episode and you're coming back every single week, thank you so much for being here and DMing me on Instagram and letting me know what you love about the show. I am really excited to chat with B today. We're talking about how she got started as a social media manager, how she works with super local businesses organically, the benefits of that, like food, amazing food. I'll, I'll let her tell you more about that. Um, and then also what it's like to be a social media manager who has to deal with clients and you're a people pleaser and just figuring out how to tell them, no, maybe that content doesn't work well or no, I can't provide that service. So we chat about that and just the whole journey to get through that. So here we go. Social media management is notorious for being high pressure, competitive, and changing literally every day, which is why it isn't surprising that most social media managers get burned out within the first two years. So how do you keep going? How do you stay up with the latest updates, protect your mental health, and build a successful social media management business that supports your lifestyle goals? Whether that's working from home with your kiddos or jet-setting around the world, that's what this show is all about. Welcome to Social Media Manager Confidential. I'm Shantae Gorman, founder of a six-figure social media management agency and mentor to social media managers. And I'm here to dish on the ins and outs of the social media management world without any of the gatekeeping that can come along with it. You'll learn, you'll laugh, and you'll leave each episode inspired. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, I am here with another mentee of mine, B. How are you, B? Oh, I'm fantastic, Shantae. So happy to be here. <laughs> I am excited to have you here. So if you don't know her, B is a social media strategist based in Boston, uh, specializing in hyper-local organic growth for small to medium-sized businesses. She's a wife, an obsessed dog mom, and loves a good horror movie. Oh, yeah. That's me to a T. What's your favorite horror movie? Oh, goodness. So it's actually the one that brought me and my husband together. Really? Um, yes. Yeah. So like I had one originally, but now this is it. It's Babadook. Babadook. Ever heard of it? I've heard of it, but I've not seen it. I'm not, I have to say, I'm not a horror fan. My, my, um, anxiety and my imagination are already <laughs> where I they totally need to be. It, right. It's its own monster, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes. He actually, so we, fun fact, I met my husband on match.com. I'm a match success story. Ah! Yeah. Right. And so our first conversation, we both like got off on how much we love horror movies. We were like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like so a connection. Right. Yeah. And he was like, have you seen X, Y, and Z? And I was like, no, I haven't. And this is the first time someone was able to tell me movies I hadn't seen. Ah. And so I was sick and I was home and I watched all of them and I messaged him and told him that Duke was my favorite. He's like, me too. Oh my God. That's so cute. <laughs> yeah. And we're married now. So look at that love. Ah, I love that. I met my husband on Tinder. So Oh, I'm a girl. Tinder success story as Love well. Love that. So is my best friend, <laughs> her and her husband. So you it know It works what? out sometimes, you know? It does. You know what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People can't hate on the dating apps anymore. No. I mean, a lot of times they don't work, but true. then sometimes they do. And you really yes. only need it to work one time. So. Very true. <laughs> Very true. 
Okay. Well, I'm excited to have you here. So let's go ahead and kick it off. So what is your current business setup like? Yeah. So I am so fortunate to be able to work with a lot of, you know, small to medium sized businesses like within my immediate area. Right. So, you know, I'm based out of greater Boston, Mass. I have a variety and eclectic amount of businesses around me. And so when I'm able to really get down to the nitty gritty with them, I can see, you know, just the spark go off in their eyes. So I work majority with local businesses and I always focus on organic growth. As you know, it is the most important kind of growth. Like, yes, you can put money behind ads. Anyone can do that. But as long as you're hitting on that strategy and really vibing with what your audience is looking for, you'll hit that organic stride, no problem. And that's really what I help my clients identify and come into their own and have fun with it. Yes. And I think that's a key part of it is having fun with it. Yes, it's serious. Yes, it can be expensive. You can yeah. <laughs> you can sense when that person hates social media and is just doing it because they have to. Yeah. And that's not something that's gonna grow an account. Yeah. And and you know what? I I say this all the time. That's why I have a job, right? Yeah. Because I'm able to kind of take the step back and like at that thousand, you know, foot view and say, okay, well, you might not know what makes you special, but all of these things are so great about you. And like, let's build off of that and build a momentum. And nine times out of 10, that's when my clients are like, whoa, that was like, I I didn't even realize that. And you're right. Like that is so great about, you know, and like it, and it ranges from like literally like magical holistic shops I've worked with all the way to like a dentist's office that I'm, I'm onboarding. So like, it's just really awesome to watch those transformations happen. And that's what I do. Yeah. And like to be able to see their faces when it like clicks and they're like, Oh, cause I think, I mean, even in our own businesses as social media managers, we're so close to our business that we can't like, it's very difficult for us to take a step back and like, see it like a third party person would. Yep. And that's kind of the role we're playing for them is we're coming in with fresh eyes, not too emotionally invested like they are and we're able to kind of see what's really well and what's not doing so well. So And the, and the funniest part is is like I had this client that like had no idea how much she loved making videos and they do really well because she likes it, you know? Yeah. And it's like not anything crazy, you know, it's just you know those different angles and like quick shots and like informative like free education and you know and she's funny. She's just naturally funny, so it helps. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and she has cute little twins that are in it all the time. Twin oh, right. So that helps. But <laughs> yeah, it's all great. And it's why I love what I do every day. Yeah, it makes it worth it. So how did you get started in social media management work? Oh, girl, do you know my origin story? I don't know. No? I... Okay, so this will be fun. <laughs> so um, I'm going to give you a little bit of whiplash listeners. So I went to school for tax accounting. Oh, yes, 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 yes. (laughs) I was a corporate tax accountant, a very high performing, you know, just like always on 90 hour work weeks, yada, 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 you know, the the tax accountant. And I was allotted a really a lot of different opportunities. But basically, long story short, I right before COVID hit, I had transitioned into a financial management role where I was like managing like billion dollar assets. So like crazy money stuff, right? So very interesting, but also super stressful. Right. So COVID hit. And unfortunately, I was the last one hired, first one fired. And those who have known me my whole life will literally, you know, mark this day as the day that I said it was the worst, most horrible thing that could ever happen because I had never failed at anything before. So this was like my first like 
hitting the ground. And so, like I said, COVID hit and we were on lockdown. And so there were no jobs going on. And ironically enough, I had already been marketing. I had four businesses before I was 18. So I had been marketing and running businesses and it was like second nature because like my parents are entrepreneurs too. So my boyfriend, now husband, really encouraged me to figure out what direction I wanted to go in next because he was like, I don't care what career path you choose. I just want you to be happy. And I want us to be able to like have a future together and have a family and like you be home and things like that, which it wasn't looking like that was going to happen in that sector. So I put my head down and I was like, I love marketing and I know what social media is. I've grown up with it. Right. And so I kind of put those two together put my head down, did the learning, did the research, started applying it to like my own account, right? And that's how Busy Bee Social was born. Ironically enough, it took me about six months to land my first social media management client. And it was a restaurant on Newberry Street in Boston, which whoever is not local to Massachusetts will not care about that. But it's a very <laughs> high-end like um, street in downtown ah, Boston, okay. right in financial district that has like high-end restaurants. So it was really, really fun. And I was able to work with that client. Well, they're still my client, right? But I started in a certain capacity where I was basically like their glorified CFO and also did the marketing, but then kind of transitioned out of that and, you know, went full-fledged into Busy Bee Social. And, you know, three years into it, here we are. Amazing. I got to say, okay, so I know you work with restaurants a lot. Do you ever get to try their food Mm -hmm. as like part of the job? It's like, a de- okay, I shouldn't say it's a demand, right? I can't demand it. <laughs> but like, I let it know that like, I'm a girl who likes her food and I'm yeah. a foodie and I'll be like, oh, like, and the funny thing is, is I've been served stuff that I do not eat and I, I don't like yeah. and I'll still try it because I'm like, you know what? Maybe they do it differently. And I've been surprised sometimes. I've been like, wow. oh my God, I'm so glad I tried this, you know, which is really cool. Cause like, I don't know, like some like, people have like palate combinations that just don't vibe. And so like that happens to me sometimes with like mushrooms. And so I usually avoid it. But I had a fantastic mushroom dish a few weeks ago. And I was like, give me more, right? Wow. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Seriously. Give me restaurants all day. Those are my fave. (laughs) I love that. I love that. And then it just helps you write about their dishes more Mm -hmm. authentically because you've had them yourself. True. And the funniest part is, is that ironically enough, Shantae, most of the places that I work with, we don't even have to talk about the food. Really? Because we we create like basically like a persona, like a person ah. um, that like, that's the vibe. Like one of my clients, we literally will like post um, like a bunch of like carousels of a bunch of different items. And we'll be like, our audience really vibes with the word smash. Like our sandwich is smash with like a yeah. really cool, you know? So it's like a, a college bro that's like oh out gosh. on the food. You know, it's, it's I fun. love that. That is so much fun. Right? <laughs> it's fun ways to get creative, which keeps my yeah. job interesting. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Want to dive even deeper into these topics and more like it? I'm talking finding high-paying clients, creating packages that sell, advanced marketing strategies, content creation, metrics and insights, portfolios, launching your business, and even how to become a social media manager. I have a full program suite of eight self-study courses for you so that you can build and grow a profitable social media management business have consistent income, work with dream clients, and scale without getting hit with burnout. Plus, I've done a lot of the hard work for you. You'll get templates, scripts, and so much more. Learn more about the Social Media Manager Incubator Program Suite by visiting my website. Details and links are in the show notes for you. So that kind of leads us into the next question, which is, 
what is your favorite thing about social media management? So while there are many, I will say that my favorite part of the job is really getting to be able to dig in with my clients one-on-one because a lot of my clients come to me first off and they're like, I'm afraid of losing me in my social media, like my voice, my brand, my vision. And so when I'm able to really sit them down and talk them through the process and tell them, I'm not here to take anything away from your brand. I'm here to help you enhance it and bring your vision to life. And you know, when we, when we do that and we launch and they see those returns, I mean, like I'm already kind of like tearing up, but really it just makes me emotional, right? Because yeah. like, this is their livelihood. This is how they feed their families. This is how they, you know, save mm-hmm. for their futures and build their lives. And as, as do I with my business. Right. And so right. I treat them with the care and attention that I would expect someone that I'm hiring to treat me with, you know? And so that's really how I serve everybody, regardless of if it's a paying client or someone that's coming to a workshop just to like get some insight from me, because maybe they can't afford a full-time social media manager or like a one-off intensive. I try to be as accessible as possible because I meet people at their journey because no matter where you are in that journey, you can still be enabled to bring your vision to life and be able to bring that to fruition before you can even, you know, hire a professional and and get it going. So that's really, you know, that seals the deal for me every time. I love it. I love that. What about your least favorite thing? Of course, right? Because <laughs> like you can't have the bad without the good. But right. <laughs> and I feel like you know you talk to this and you've talked to this you know for a long time s- since we've been you know oh my god talking for um, I think almost like two years at this yeah, point. Yeah, I, I think like, so. That's so crazy. <laughs> but you know it's the client scope, the client scope request because as a high performer and frankly a people pleaser, which is like my own problem that I need to work on, <laughs> is like. I have a lot of clients that will come to me and be like, well, I talked to my friend who also has a business that does social media for them and they have X, Y, and Z. Why don't you do that? Yeah. And I totally get this, right? Like, and everyone's entitled to run their own business how they want. Some people don't like engagement, so they don't offer it, you know, whatever. And so I have to kind of like take a step back and explain to my clients that like, totally understand that that's the, um, you know, experience your client is getting. But that person probably runs their business differently, may have pe- additional people empowering them and working with them and things like that. Whereas, you know, I'm a, a one-stop shop, you know, like, yeah. okay, well, not really. I have like, you know, two people that are supporting me now, right? But they're very part-time and we work together as a cohesive team and we get stellar results. So don't get me wrong, but there's only so much that, you know, I can do and and be able to manage and still have a life that I love, which is why I started this business in the first place. Exactly. So, you know, I've been able to kind of like, you know, have those conversations and and go forward with it, but that's definitely probably the worst part because money and finances are hard to talk about, especially with clients who are already paying and it's like I never want them to feel like, you know, you don't give me enough or anything, like whatever, like prices increase as they do. Right. But I'm doing the work for you that you're paying me to do and do it well. And when you add these additional tasks, it may take away from other focus that I have that I should be putting my focus in that you're paying me to do instead of these one-off requests. So that's definitely probably the worst part because I'm a people pleaser. I think a a lot of us are that at least social media managers that I've met. A lot of us are people pleasers and it's really difficult to tell people no, especially when we really like them and really like what they do. And then when it comes to the finance part of it, like we don't want to be like, 
like we come across as like greedy and like right? sure, but you have to pay me. But then like, but like, so like that's the problem, right? Is that like, would it be? Sh- <clears throat> I hate to say this, but would it be sharp coming from a man? Ah, no, no, yeah. and so whatever, like it is what it is, right? But like yeah. at the end of the day, I feel like that's also kind of enforced in you know, my identity, right? I'm a female and like females generally don't talk about money, which we're switching the script on that, right? We talk about it. It's open, but that definitely factors into it because I'm just kind of like, oh God, like all this empathy and and I'm like, I need to remove the emotions out of it, right? Like we talk about it's business. I'm saving for my family. I'm saving for my future, just like you are. And I want to be enabled to help you do that even better. So yeah, that's kind of how I do it Yes. And I love that. And I think that's, that's a big mindset shift that a lot of us kind of have to end up having. Uh, Cause when you don't say no and you don't uphold those boundaries, they take up so much of your time. And then a lot of times they're not grateful for it either. <laughs> yeah. That comes with the territory, but yeah. You know. Yeah. And then, you know, you're killing yourself for them. You're putting so much extra into it versus what they're paying for. And like you're, you're stressed out, you're burnt out. You don't have time to take on more clients who could pay. You're taking exactly. away time from your family and like money that your family could have. And, and also just like, I, I, I'm not speaking for you. I'm speaking for yeah. me. Right. But like my attitude changes when I'm burnt out. Like I want to yeah. be my best for my family and I can't sit there and like sit on the couch and like chill out and like watch a fun movie with my husband when I'm constantly thinking about, Oh my God, I have to do all this extra stuff for X, Y, and Z, even though that's not what I do. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable, right? It's uncomfortable as a people pleaser to say no, but it's also like growing into that boundary, which I think, you know, sets you apart. Sets success apart from like failure because you have to show up every day and you have to be uncomfortable and you have to be okay with being uncomfortable and dealing with the emotions that come with that. So yes, yes. Empowerment. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) Okay. So if there's Anything you wish someone had told you before you got started as a social media manager, what would it have been? That's a great question. So I'm going to say there's definitely like two answers to this for me. So the first one is that, and people say this all the time, right? But like, you really have to stick to it. You have to find a rhythm that works for you and a schedule that works for you because no one teaches you that, right? Like if you're in corporate, you're there nine to five or nine to nine in my in my experience and yeah. like all this stuff. And so when you become an entrepreneur and you're running your own business, it's super easy to just be like, okay, well, I don't have to do this now. So I'm going to walk away. And that's one thing, uh, luckily I didn't struggle with. I did struggle a little bit with time management at one point when I needed help, but you know, I just needed that guidance at the beginning to say, it's not always going to be easy to stay on a strict schedule and to stay rigid and to honestly show up, right? Because there's some days I don't want to show up, but continuing down that line will all those little things add up, right? To a positive end. And that's definitely one thing I, I wish I would have known going into this. And I think the second thing is that presence over perfection is so much more important yeah. than just sitting there and not doing anything, right? Because and I, and I say this speaking on all levels to everybody, but when we're starting something new, right, it's scary. Yeah. It is so scary, especially like when you don't have anything else to fall back on, you know, fiscally or like job wise, if you don't have a full-time job and you're just like 
going at this for yourself and trying to figure if it's a long-term goal and or even feasible. And honestly, I've found that the times that have been the hardest when I've stepped back and just been grateful for like what I've built and understood that like I did do this with my own two hands. I did it with help. I did it with your help. I did it with like other people, you know, like guidance and mentorship and things like that, which are all super important in the journey. But being present and, and being thankful for what you already have and and knowing that even if you're not perfect, showing up makes a difference. Yeah. You know, like showing up on stories, posting that project that might not look completely 100% perfect, but all of those things gain attention and also it makes you so much more relatable yes. because people aren't perfect. Yes. You know, surprise, surprise, <laughs> I hate to tell you this, but people aren't perfect and we can all be kinder to ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where I come from with that. I wish someone who had been in this for, you know, a long time could have sat me down and been like, you're going to have days where you don't want to do what you need to do. And you're going to have to suck it up and do it anyway, because you have a bigger vision than just today. Right. Right. And it's hard. It's hard to get yourself out of that sometimes, but at the end of the day, it's all worth it. And like I said, like I, I came back from my honeymoon a few weeks ago and I had a client email me and was like, I hope the fall back to reality isn't too tough. And it's so funny because there were so many times when I was in corporate that it was tough. Yeah. Like it was tough. Like I would wake up in a depression for like three days after being off of work. But for social media management and social media strategy and getting to do what I do every day, I could honestly respond to that client and say, it's so easy to come back yeah. from a great vacation when you love what you do. Yeah. You know, and it was. It was a lot of work I needed to get done, but right. <laughs> I love doing it. Yeah. And that makes a big so. difference too in like your attitude. And then when you come back, you're like excited to tackle stuff instead of like dreading it. Yes. And you know, the weather helps, right? Those are f- who are from the Northeast will understand the kind of like, you know, weather patterns we have. But even today it's 75. So oh, right after beautiful. I get off this call, I'm hiking Luna. We're going for a hike. Oh, so, and I can do that because I'm my own boss. <laughs> yes. And Luna is her puppy dog. <laughs> yes. She's currently behind us in her cage. She doesn't feel good. So she's taking a little nap. Yeah, well, I'm mom. sure she'll enjoy your hike later. Yes, <laughs> she will. Speaking of, oh my gosh, how is your kitty? She is good. She's upstairs napping with my husband because she likes to like climb all over my desk when I'm on calls and need her to be quiet. Of course. Knocking toys and stuff over from my kids. So she's been put away as well, <laughs> but she's good. <laughs> oh, good. At least she's enjoying a nap with your husband. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> she's, his, awesome. she's really his cat anyway. She's supposed <laughs> to be my cat, but she loves him the most. That's how it happened with Luna too. It's like daddy's girls. It's ridiculous. I can't. It is. It is. Well, thank you for being on here. Do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Yes, please. Yes. So you can find me on Instagram at busybeesocial and that's B-U-S-Y-B-S-O-C-I-A-L, busybeesocial. And yeah, that's where you can find me for now. I would love to talk to you, chat with you. Hit me up in the DMs. I'm always down for a good intro. Perfect. Um, And I will link that in the show notes for people so they can click over and find you easily. Hooray. (laughs) Well, thank you for being on here, B. It was nice catching up with you. You as well. You're a darling, so I'll chat anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'll chat with you again soon. Ah, love her. She's always so much fun and so insightful. Definitely hop on over to her Instagram, say hello, let her know you heard the episode. And if you have any friends who are social media managers, share the link to this episode with them and help them out. 
And if you're not already following this podcast, make sure you hit the follow button or the plus button in Apple Podcasts so you can get brand new episodes delivered straight to your podcast app every Friday. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Learn more about my digital template shop, online courses, and mentorship program by going to my website at sugarpunchmarketing.com. And while you're there, make sure you join my safe, supportive community created exclusively for social media managers. It's 100% free to join and packed with really amazing resources, trainings, and people. See you next time.